Hey, it's Chet. Welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. Episode 185, I think. Is it 185? Crazy. I can't believe we got to 185. Who'd have thunk? Anyway, today's interview is with Dark Artist Ego. We've I've shown with him actually... T- 11 years ago, I believe, is when we first showed together, but uh, always been a fan of his work, and uh, so I'm excited to bring you this interview. It was a really good conversation, as they usually are on here, so uh, that's coming up. It's a good one. Anyway, what is up with you, and what is up with me? Just been working on, primarily working on my book, doing some pen and ink illustrations, which I'm showing on my Patreon. If you want to see them, you can join at patreon.com slash chetzar for as little as a dollar a month. Um, got my streaming set situation all worked out for live streaming, but now I have to get these illustrations done because the graphic designer is waiting for them. And... Uh, Doing things like extending paintings and, and just making modifications to paintings so that they, they can uh, work in the format we're using. So it's kind of fun. The pen and inks were really fun. I haven't done pen and ink in forever, and I, I really love pen and ink. I used to do that a lot in high school and um, just kind of haven't done it in forever, seems like. So that's what's up with me, just dealing with the crazy world we live in and uh doing these pen and ink illustrations so let me um let me read the new patrons if you want to become a patron of this podcast and help produce it basically help support it you can join for just a dollar if you want and um, you get all kinds of benefits which i've said a million times on this podcast but you just go to uh, patreon.com slash dark art society bypass all the facebook bullshit um data selling crap and just go directly to the source there's a really great community on on here anyway new subscribers we've got two new subscribers this month zoe rain thank you zoe rain and damian michaels thank you damian thank you for supporting the podcast we couldn't do it without you uh i definitely wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for your support so it's much appreciated Anyway, um, I think that's it. I don't know. It seems like there's more going on, but I just can't think of anything. I'm spacing out. I guess I've just been focused. Uh, I've got, I mean, I've got some stuff possibly in the works, but I can't really talk about it. I got offered a a gig on something, which I may take possibly. Um, but I can't talk about it, so I should probably shouldn't have even brought it up. Uh, let's see. No, I can't really think of anything exciting. I've just been, you know, nose to the grindstone, getting these, getting these uh, illustrations done, and I'm going to keep doing them until this book is finished. I really want to have my my uh, part done before the end of the year. So that it's all just graphic design stuff and fine-tuning. 
text and stuff like that. Uh, I'm getting ready, you know, for new mystery boxes I'm going to sell this year. That's another thing I'm doing so that we can have some new items in there for uh, uh, the holidays. That's it. <laughs> that's it. What can I say? I'm boring. I just work pretty much. That's 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 my life for the most part. All right, let's get on with it. Here is my interview with Ego. That's right. That's his name. That's his name on his license, Ego. All right. Hope you enjoy it. Oh, I almost forgot. Uh I think I hit the gain button on my microphone or microphone or something. Um, the second half of the interview, my voice kind of, I noticed on the recording, it went really loud. So I had to turn it down for the second half. So if you hear any like clipping or whatever in my voice, it's me screwing up. So it's not your phone or computer or whatever. So anyway, hope you enjoy this ego interview. Hello, Ego. Hello, Chet. Welcome to the podcast. Why, thank you very much. <laughs> thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks again for having me. Of course. I'm a, I'm a fan. Right back at you. Oh, thanks. It's mutual, a mutual fandom. Yeah, mutual admiration society. Yeah. I dig your stuff, man. Thanks, I, man. I really like, like what you do. It's uh, I love your color palette and your rendering. And it's like, I just, I don't know, they, they feel good. To me, like they feel nice. good. You That's know? great. I love hearing that. And I, uh, and of course the, you know, the death. A lot of, I love that. I mean, I, I, I for <laughs> some reason, both, I don't, you know, it's. I'm still not a hundred percent sure why, but I, you know, when I see like a painting of a corpse-like figure, it makes me feel good. It's so weird. I mean, really, I it's like I'm, I'm with you. And yet, like a photo. Oh of yeah. Corpse. No. No, that's no. a whole different story. That does not make me feel good at all. No, no, no. I've yeah. seen a lot of that stuff in the. Oh yeah, me the... too. More than I wish I had. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a weird thing. But anyway, I, I um I appreciate you coming on, and um, so why don't you? Tell us about yourself. I mean, you were a tattoo artist for 25 years, and, and you kind of fairly recently went full-time very, into very fine perfect. art. Perfect timing. I know, right? Best possible timing. Right? Crazy. Uh, Crazy yeah, how that works, um, man. Yeah, like, it, it was it was hard enough being a full-time artist for, like, the minute that I had before the global pandemic right <laughs> and then after that hard does not even begin to describe it yeah um I, i'm sure a lot of folks had the same experience but like at the the beginning of the the pandemic like the first few months after it had been announced um i was thinking oh man here we go like everything's gonna go to shit but then the first couple months weren't so bad. And I was thinking to myself, Oh man, well maybe, maybe this isn't going to be as horrible mm -hmm. as I thought. Like I was still getting commissions. There were still a couple gallery shows happening. So I was like, Oh man, like maybe, maybe this isn't going to be as horrible as I expected it to be. And then 
you know, a couple months went by and the commissions start dropping a little bit and the sales start dropping a little bit and the galleries are closing up. And right. like, okay, here we go. <laughs> and then it, it, it slowly got to what I expected it to be. And I was like, all right, well, the shitstorm has hit full and this is not going to be easy at all. And it hasn't been like, it's, it's been a struggle for sure. But, mm. um, as much as I love to complain, uh, I, I'm ultimately doing the thing that I want to be doing. Yeah. Like, it, is it financially lucrative? No, it surely is not. But I, I can't, I can't think of another thing that I want to do. Like you had mentioned, you know, that I, I was a tattooer for 25 years. Um, and so all the time, like, uh, whenever I, you know, start complaining about how rough it is, uh, a lot of people that know me immediately switch to, oh, well, why don't you just start tattooing again then? Right. They will, because I was doing that for 25 years. People don't get it, man. Like, like it's a long time. Like, anything for I know. 25 years and then talk to me about it. Yep. That's you about know? as long as I was in effects, uh, yeah, makeup effects when I quit. Yeah. So it was the same, same so, thing. I, it's I don't like, know if you got that. If people were like, oh, it's rough. Well, you should just go back to doing your FX gig. Yeah, yeah. But And it was also something in the back of my mind as like, okay, I could fall back on that. If if I was going to be homeless or something, right. I, yeah, you yeah. know, I could yeah. go back to that. Yeah, that's so what I would say. It was kind of like a security blanket, but I but it was like – Please, dear God, no, I don't want to want to go back. Please, because especially towards the last um, few years, when I was like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm I'm gonna try and transition out of this career. It was so hard to go to work when I could see oh, yeah. when I could see the potential to. Do, it's like every time I was painting, I was like, oh, if I could only be doing this all the time. And and every time I was at work, it would be like, oh, I'm just wasting my time. I'm wasting my time. All I'm making is money. And when yeah. I'm and when I'm at home painting, it's like I'm making something that will potentially give me money, and it's also going to yeah. contribute to my career and more a, yep. a body, you know, contribute to my body of work and blah blah yeah. blah. So uh, yeah, I feel you 100. <laughs> percent Yeah, I, I think in some ways, uh, like there were a, a fair amount of similarities in what we were going through, like when we were first, you know, trying to transition. Like I, I assume that. You know, you were also showing art while you were still doing your FX gig, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah, same. You know, like for you know, pretty close to ten years. Yeah, like I was, I was showing art in galleries or whatever while still tattooing yeah. full time. Yeah, um, almost exactly and like from, me. Yeah, and and like I, you were saying, like the last couple of years were like hard. I, I so can relate to that. You know? like, <laughs> I, I, I want to preface all this by saying that, uh, and, and you probably feel the same way about the FX industry. Like I'm so grateful for totally. everything that tattooing afforded me in my life. For sure. Um, and all the great people that I met through tattooing yep. and all the great opportunities I got through tattooing. But after, you know, more than 20 years doing it, I got to the point where, you know, I would wake up in the morning and be, you know, uh, uh, happy that, you know, I made it to another day and like, oh man, here I am awake and this start of another day. And then I'd 
immediately go to, oh, but I have to go tattoo today. <laughs> and then like my whole morning was just ruined because I knew that I would have to go, you know, do the same yeah. routine that I had been doing over and over again for more than 20 years, saying the same stupid jokes, having to tell yeah. all the same information. <laughs> the, after, after so long, it just gets so old and I like, I'm so happy for all the people who are still happy to do it after mm-hmm. you know more than 20 years but that just wasn't me right um and and to go back a little bit even further like the way i even got into tattooing was i i thought of it as a way that i could be producing art and getting paid mm-hmm. while establishing myself as a fine artist mm. i was like well oh, you know wow. this isn't this isn't the thing that i want to be doing but it's close like i'll still be doing art and making money mm-hmm. and i should be able to you know establish my fine art career while i'm doing this and eventually transition out of it and of course when i first was thinking that i was thinking i'd be tattooing for like you know maybe five years or something (laughs) and then 25 years later i'm still doing it yeah and i was like you know what like i i i I have to take away the safety net or i'm just going to do this until i die right and so it it got to the point where um i i had been showing very consistently and it, it was obviously the thing that i wanted to be doing and I, I just I I took the leap and going back to like complaining about it, yeah, sure I complain about it, but there is nothing I would rather do and uh like being poor and happy doing the thing I love is better than being rich and miserable doing some shit that I dreaded doing, right. you know? Yeah, there's no comparison. I mean I I, I always felt like even at its worst, when I was, you know, when things were really rough for me, because they've gotten a little better for me. It's like I finally, it's taken me about 20 years, maybe a little less than 20 years to, to for my fine art career to be like, not such a struggle. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's been, it's been, that, oh, way. thank you. Yeah, it's, well, ho- hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, shit, I don't need to jinx you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I don't have any wood on me, but, um, uh, and uh, e- but even during the most stressful times when it was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay my mortgage this month. I just have no clue. I have like twenty five dollars in the bank and, mm-hmm. I, and I owe, you know, like four thousand dollars in bills or something. What am I going to do? Even yeah. during those most stressful moments when I would at the you know, at the end of it all, when I would go and sit down and like be painting for, you know, oh, I, I need to make some money, so I'm going to do these little studies or whatever. It's like it's yeah. so much fun just to sit down and paint. It's like, oh, this is this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm going through this hell because it's so much yeah. fun. It's yeah. that That's how fun it is. That's yeah. how enjoyable it is for me to paint is that I'm willing to do all that other, you know, bullshit and stress. Right. Oh, that's an interesting point that you bring up too. And uh, I've heard you mention that before too about how much – um, you you love like the process, mm-hmm. yeah. Painting like that's that's the thing for you is like the the painting, the yeah, 
that's that's the life of it you know yeah. that's what you really love and for me i'm totally the opposite oh like really for me, yeah it's the end product like i'm all about the end result like oh, interesting. everything up to that is a struggle really <laughs> yeah yeah, wow. like the, the, the physical act of painting, like the mechanical act of painting for me is my least favorite part of it. Wow. It's all about the, the end product for me. What about, uh, how about like coming up with the ideas? Is is that fun? Kind of. There's like, got to be uh, a more fun than just having the end product. There's got to be something fun about it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think I'm just so... I think I'm just so gratified by the, the end result, mm-hmm. you know? Like... Uh, and I'm sure this is true for a lot of folks that, you know, even when you're conceptualizing, you know, a lot of times it's hard to see a thing exactly the way it's going to be in your mind's yeah, eye. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you see it, like, it is sad. Yeah. You, totally satisfying. Like, oh man, like this, this turned out better than I hoped, or at right. least hopefully. It yeah. Yeah. Out <laughs> <than you hoped. laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's the feeling that, that I like Yeah. You know, when, when it's done. I'm like, oh man, like this actually turned out even better than I expected it to, than I had hoped it would. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is. It's very gratifying. It's just, as soon as it's done, I was like, I, I want to do another one. Cause I'm the same. Like, yeah, as, as much as I love the finished product when it's done, it needs to get away from me. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've been staring at it for however many hours I'd been staring at it and it's, I'm, I'm glad that it's done. I'm glad that it turned out, but it's got to go and make way for the next one. Yeah. Isn't it so weird too? How I've, I've, I know I've brought this up before on, I don't know what interview, but how, um, we, we can never see, I, I suppose this is true for every person actually. Now that I think about it, like every person is going to see your painting in a different way. But right. but no one's gonna see it the way we see it, see it because we saw when we're so intimately involved in it we know every little teeny square centimeter of it yeah you know it's like you know it so well that yeah that you can't you can't see it the way they see it like you can't see it for the first time yeah you can't detach yourself yeah yeah you can't like go oh unless you're like tripping or something. one time I, <laughs> I I took some uh, uh, mushrooms and I saw one of my paintings that I was having trouble with. And, and I saw the problem, like, boom, it was still jumped right out at me. It was so clear. Right. It was like, how did I miss that? It's so obvious. Now it was like completely off center. It was like, you oh. know, you know how you paint, you like favor one side because your dominant hand, like yeah. I always favor because I'm right-handed. I favor, I don't know. Things are always, I forget which way, but they're always like, if I'm not careful, they will be one way or the other. If it's a centered, like yeah. an asymmetrical piece. And this one was like off on one side and it was just so, it was, it was, it was almost like it took away my, uh, I I don't know. It just makes you, you know, not to bring your name up, but it's like, it's almost like it makes you think, well, how much of a, a clear perception of a painting has to do with my own ego? Yeah. Like how that kind of means that I'm not seeing it clearly. Yeah, of course not. Which is weird, you know? Your skewed creative perspective. Right. It's like being filtered through your your personality. It's a trick. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but like a lot of times, you know, once I'm into the the process, like deep into the process, like I'll I'll get lost a lot of times 
in like a section of the painting and lose sight of the big picture. Oh yeah, for sure. So it's not until you step back and look at the big picture that you're like, Oh shit, (laughs) I just rendered the most beautiful eye that is lopsided as shit. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) I now have to paint over it because I didn't see that it was lopsided when I started. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, standing up and painting, which I never do. And I always tell everyone to do it is really the best way to do it. Cause you can, what is it about standing up? Because you, you can uh, get more distance. Like you can hold your brush further back and you can Ah. get more distance and you could also, you know, I, I, you can get in a rhythm too. It's really nice where you like, you'll paint and then you step back and you, and you paint and step back. So you're always getting that wide view and looking at the whole thing. Yeah. You know, but I never do it. <laughs> I always <laughs> sit up. It's like I do it when I have when I have to do live painting or something at yeah. an event. Um, it's because it's like proper. It's also, also I'll hold my brushes the way you're supposed to, which is like, you know, the the back end. Far you know, the, the way you see yeah. the the fancy yeah. academics doing it. But when yeah. I when I, when I'm painting myself, it's like you know, I hold oh, like yeah. a pencil I'm up all the way on that thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Well, your stuff you paint. But, pretty small too generally yeah, right it would be really difficult for me to paint the way you're describing to like stand far away from it in fact it, it, it um, wouldn't work for what you're doing right, just the way you yeah, do it is there's no way i don't think yeah and I, I i have to use magnifying glasses when i paint wow so that definitely wouldn't work yeah. <laughs> like it, it already well like, you could close my mind when i have to look up from right. my magnifying glasses yeah you could just put your head up that's all yeah, you have to do yeah. you don't have to step back because they're so small yeah that, that is my stepping back just taking <laughs> my glasses off and sitting back right do you, you paint know? do you paint in an easel your stuff so no, sp- uh, I, sometimes i do um i i have a, a tabletop easel uh, here i can actually show it to you guys. we'll be able to see this and i'm sorry listeners but i'll do a screen grab sorry. let me do a screen grab of this Cool. Okay. That's your painting yeah. station? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have a little tabletop easel. And I'll, I'll use it for what, what I call medium-sized easel. <laughs> yeah, what's medium-sized for you? People would call, you know, small. So that's like, like a 14-inch or something tall or 12 <laughs> inches? Or... We'll see what science has to say about the size okay. of this one. Uh, that was a pretty good guess. Yeah, it's 15 inches tall. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a so, medium size. What's a large yeah. size? Uh, for you? Large for me would be like sixteen by twenty is large for me. Uh, okay, I mean that's that's a pretty good size painting, I think, I'm regardless. Not... But for me, that's that's especially big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not you know, that... unless, of course, we're talking about murals, which every once in a while I'll, I'll do a mural, and like it's it's kind of funny how like the size I work is either tiny, yeah, right, or a huge wall. <laughs> There's not really an in-between. Wow, that's got to be a different experience. It is. Do it you like that? I've not, a lot of ways. I kind of do, yeah. I don't think I've ever done a mural before. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing that's, you know, I, I have history with. You know, I was, I was tattooing for 25 years, but, you know, I was a, a, a little graffito vandal from, you know, the, the mid to late 80s. Ah. So, like, that, that stuck with me, and I was able to, you know, improve my graffiti skills to where I could do, you know, uh, commercial like mural projects. And that was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. So what, uh, I didn't know that. What, what, um, 
uh, tell us about your, you know, your childhood. I read a little bit. Oh, in an interview. Really? Well, yeah. you know, it's like you were not. You were like you wanted to be an artist when you were a little kid. I did read. Oh that. yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah, like that. Cool. You're in, yeah. in in context to your artwork. Yeah. Um. Know? So, like that. That's all I can ever remember. You know, like the other little kids would would talk about. You know, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to be a fireman. When I grow up, I'm going to be a policeman. I'm going to be an astronaut. <laughs> what do you want to do when you grow up, little ego? I'm going to be an artist. <laughs> and that was always it. That was yep. always the thing. Like, there was never another thing. Same here. Like, uh, even, yeah, like, even, like, you know, in, in my fantasy world, like, that was still the thing that I wanted. Yeah. In the world. Yep. <laughs> um, and I, I guess, uh, like I'm, I'm not super tight with my family, uh, and never really have been. But I've, I've heard tales, you know, of when I was a little, little, little kid, like you know, younger than five. Uh, you know, just being on the kitchen floor, you know, in diapers, drawing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and obviously, I have no memory of that. But right, right. Um, you know, it goes that far back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like, you know, me and a lot of other artists. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then once I got a little bit older, you know, still drawing, you know, trying to draw, like, Star Wars characters and mm-hmm. stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just whatever, whatever I was into at the time. But uh, I guess, yeah, another, another thing that I guess is relevant about, you know, starting out as an artist uh, would be like the, the influences, like I know a lot of folks, you know, in the, the dark arts scene, um, have a lot of like horror background. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've got a little bit of that, uh, but like the, the really early influences for me, I think were more like movies and comic books and then, like as I started to get a little bit older, like maybe the horror stuff crept in a little bit, but mm. then like more than that, you know, in my, my teen years, I think also not unlike a lot of folks, music started to yeah really influence what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Like especially like the the artists who were involved in the music mm-hmm. that I was into, you know? Mm. Like uh you know, I, I didn't even realize what an impact Derek Riggs had on me. Derek, uh, is that for, for, for everybody who's listening? He's the dude that did a lot of the uh, Iron Maiden artwork. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, I exactly. Like, I didn't even. I wasn't. I kind of thought, yeah. is that the Eddie guy? But yeah, I didn't, yeah. didn't want to be wrong, so I didn't say it. Yeah. But but I'm with you, man. Because I I mean I I I wasn't even into Iron Maiden back then when those albums were were out. I was I was still in like into Prague. I was all into yeah. Prague for a time. But um, I still would like, I remember drawing like that Eddie just because oh, it's yeah. like, it was so cool. Even though I wasn't yeah. listening to the album at, at the time, right. it was just like, this. that's awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, there was a lot of stuff like that for me where like, you know, I, w- I would see the imagery, like I wasn't familiar with the groups necessarily. Right. Um, like I actually did like Iron Maiden from pretty early on, mm. like from the, They're great. the 80s. But uh, great, great band. But you know there was there was I guess uh, another big one for me with the imagery 
which is kind of a funny story, uh, like Kiss. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I, yeah. remember being, I remember being a little kid in the 70s. Same here. And like seeing posters of Kiss and being like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> what is this? Who are these guys? This is crazy. This is the most evil thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. These are the scariest dudes ever. Yeah, they were like scary kind of. The first time I ever heard them, uh, it was like the the sorry kiss fans it was like the most terrible shit it was like that uh, i was made for loving you <laughs> oh that's like that's their I disco era though that's their just like, dis- wait a second this is not those scary evil looking dudes that you're was... kidding me <laughs> No, that, that can't be those guys. That was the they dis- sound like hell. That right? was the that was the disco era. But the the stuff in you know like, but they never sounded like they looked. Yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. But the the like, earlier stuff was like you know like at least it was look at them more rocking. They would sound like Slayer. Right. Yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even have Slayer back then though. Yeah, that was exactly. like the closest that's thing you saying. could get to Slayer. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's kind of a funny story about yeah. like the the connection between the imagery of mm-hmm. like the music stuff. Yeah, um, I was I was definitely a Kiss fan when I was nine years old. I remember I got really nine. into Kiss and I had like a bunch of albums and it was. It, but it was really, uh, you know, of course it was the visual that got yeah. me. Yeah, like Gene Simmons, yeah. you know, just the, yeah, de- the and demon I, and, you guy. Know, I saw like the posters and I saw a lot of the album artwork and I was like, whoa. Yeah. This- <laughs> crazy i'm a i'm a little bit younger i think than you because like i was about five or six oh, okay I think maybe when i first became aware of that okay. stuff yeah so maybe you're like five years ish i'm 48 oh, okay yeah i'm 50 i just turned 53 nice happy birthday thank you yeah five years um so what kind of comics were you into was it kind of like the superhero stuff or 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 what uh, it definitely was the superhero stuff. Um, but I mean, also like some of the like fantasy adventure stuff. Um, like I know it was really, really terrible, but, uh, I I was just at that age when like, I don't know if any of the people listening are going to remember, uh, Kristar. It was like these really, cheesy little action figures that they sold at Kmart and they were like uh I don't remember that. Like, Am I transparent or whatever? Um, what those but, the, those aren't the micronauts? No, no, no. No. Okay. Uh, this is this is probably pretty close to a decade after the micronauts. This is the 80s. Like oh, okay. sure micronaut stuff was the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, like it was the it was pretty obscure, but like they had these action figures. And so I got the action figures and then I, you know, later like got the comic. Cause I assumed that they did the comic after the fact. Uh, um, uh, another funny little bit of, you know, bringing time, the music thing into it. Uh, Danzig actually got the, the logo from a, a Christar comic book cover oh, really? <laughs> yeah that, that skull with the horns oh funny um but anyway yeah so like you know the the action adventure stuff like that and like you know conan and similar things like that but mm-hmm. like uh but more i was really into like the x-men like when they first came out oh, okay because you know there was there was nothing else like that 
in comics until they came around. Yeah. Uh, you know, up until that point, it had all been, you know, capes and yeah. everything pretty, you know, PG. Yep. They, they kind of got a little bit more serious and got into some crazier stuff. Um, and I guess I should be clear on that too, because like, I guess the X-Men were around a lot longer than that. So I'm talking about like the, the like rebirth of the X-Men in the eighties, like mm -hmm. the Claremont era X-Men. Um, so that stuff. And like, um, I'm such a judge a book by its cover kind of guy. Like, <laughs> like I would just go into the comic store and just like, you know, whatever jumped out at me. Like I didn't, I didn't worry about the, the story so much as I did the artwork. Yeah. And so it would bug me even like when there was a series and, you know, it would start with an artist that I really liked, but then partway through the series, they would switch artists. Oh, yeah. And so I would be kind of invested in the story or whatever, but then because the artwork was different and I didn't like it, I, I didn't give a shit about oh, the yeah. story anymore. Like, I don't, I don't want to look at some crappy art about this story. Like, I'm interested in the art. And if the Absolutely. story's cool, then bonus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, there's all kinds of comics I have where... You know, I'll just I'll jump in partway through it because I'm I'm not into the story. Like they'll just have an artist working on it that I really like. Right. Um. So I I guess more than genre with comics, it's about the artists. Yeah, that makes sense. So just I... anything I thought looked cool. Yeah. And and likewise, um, I I loved all the D and D artwork, which I know oh, is also yeah. a super common thing for folks that yep. like the stuff that we like yeah but what's interesting about that for me too is that i never played oh huh. i just loved all the art right. like i had all the books at the monster manuals yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, the posters and they actually made like toys and had a, a shitty cartoon of that and i was into all that stuff but i never actually played dungeons and dragons to this day i've still never played oh, dungeons wow. and it's dragons fun. i have stacks <laughs> of dungeons and dragons books <laughs> it's funny the original uh the i think it's the their first monster manual some of those illustrations are dog shit Ooh -wee, <laughs> yeah, they're so bad but i loved them though at the time it's it interesting was... because they're dog shit illustrations by dudes who later went on to become sick illustrators. yeah did you see the documentary about uh dungeon and dungeons and dragons i don't know it's pretty know new oh oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. a couple I years old yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that was, was great what's that it was great yeah yeah it. Yeah, it was really good. Seeing how like all those dudes just like worked in one room together. Yep, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, super cool. Just the idea of a monster manual in general totally. is so cool. Oh, I know? loved it. Yeah, like that was super inspirational to me. So yeah, I was taking inspiration from like all these sources from you know Dungeons and Dragons artwork, from heavy metal and you know rock and roll albums, and later like punk rock albums, mm -hmm. and you know. Uh, star wars and horror movies like i i feel like it's it, it's pretty par for the course for folks yeah. that paint spooky stuff yeah yeah it's more it's there's a commonality there yeah it's fantasy yeah. stuff really yeah it's yeah, all yeah, kind yeah, of like definitely. not you know it's fantasy i I, definitely. I hate that word though that word just for some reason the word, the word fantasy, fantasy yeah it seems so <sighs> what would you prefer I mean, it's the right word. It's just, just it like has it. these, it has connotations. All right, all right. <laughs> like I think of, 
uh, you know, the word fantasy makes me think of like Mr. Maybe Rourke and Tattoo, huh? Mr. Rourke and Tattoo. No, more like more like Xanadu or something. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh yes, I do know what you mean. <laughs> like roller disco, late seventies. All right, cheese, super cheesy. I don't. For some reason, I have that connotation with it, but it really that's does. A shame. Huh, what? That's a shame. That that's I know. <laughs> I also got like a synesthesia, so fantasy has a. Has a flavor too. I forget. Gotcha. It's like it tastes like some weird cereal I used to eat in the seventies. I think, but um, <laughs> something fruity and sugary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Pink Panther cereal, maybe. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I guess you know that that's another common thread with a lot of dark artists or just artists in general is kind of. I don't know, almost retreating to a fantasy world or, or yeah. getting lost in the artwork because, you know, the outside wasn't very idyllic, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's I, how I, I survived I, it. Agreed. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to get too much into my childhood, but it was not generally great. Yeah. Uh, and I, I definitely used a lot of that stuff to escape for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was, uh, it was like a retreat for me absolutely yeah and like you know for a a lot of kids being sent to your room was a punishment right (laughs) and i'm sure you were like me you're like cool i get to go be by myself oh yeah look at all my comics (laughs) so are you are you comfortable as you know this i think this came up recently on the podcast with being alone you know Uh, creating artwork or, or are you more of a social person so I'm, I, I've heard people talk about this and I've heard you talk about it and say, you know, you were kind of built for this and mm-hmm. you're alone most of the time anyway. I'm, I'm kind of a, a middle of that road kind of mm-hmm. person. Probably like more. I, like <laughs> I, I, I'm totally, well, I'm, I'm going to preface this by saying pre global pandemic shutdown, I was definitely the kind of person that would lock themselves away and you know paint for three days and mm-hmm. not really like see anyone but uh at the end of those three days i did like to you know go interact with my friends right um so yeah like i i definitely was cool with long stretches of being by myself mm-hmm. um but but I like some level of interaction uh, and, you know, going to like the, the art openings and stuff. Like I enjoyed that. Yeah. That, I didn't like I, I staying did, at know. them. Like I, I enjoy art openings for like 10 or 15 minutes, <laughs> but that 10 or 15 minutes is great. Yeah, you, know, you get yeah. in there, there's tons of people. You say hi to everyone. You look yep. at the art. And then for me, it's like, okay, well, cool. I've said hi to everyone. I've looked at the art. Time to get the fuck out. Yeah. Time to go back and paint. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, I, I think I remember you saying that this was true of you too, but like, you know, I'll, I'll go see a good show and, you know, I'd be standing there and all I would want to do is go paint. Yeah. Now everyone else wants to stand around and look yeah. cool in front of paintings. And I was like, all right, well, you guys have fun with that. I'm all inspired to go paint now. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's the sign of a good show is when you want to immediately leave and you don't want to oh, for sure. you don't want to hang out because you want to go and get get working yeah you know yeah, definitely and that's another thing that that has been hugely inspirational like other artists for sure um you know i, I wish i could have like a, a Bixinski story where you know i i never looked at other people's art and just you know developed my crazy fantasy world in a vacuum but that is not the case i am heavily inspired by other artists oh yeah i think it, i i don't know about he you know i i just don't think i just don't think it's possible to not be influenced by by other artists and and it's not you know it's not a bad thing but I agree like it's it's a hundred percent fine as long as you're not just you know as as mimicking doing, another yeah, artist yeah as long as you're doing something new with it you know yeah because that's what everybody does really it's... oh yeah 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 like I I'm I'm constantly telling people that you know I I rip off other artists all the time I'm 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 usually stealing from you know, about 50 artists at a time at any one given moment. <laughs> but the, the trick is it's those 50 artists going through my filter and then coming out as a different thing. Yeah. Like I'm not just trying to make my thing look like their thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the trick. It's like, you can't not be influenced. If you love art, you can't not right. be influenced. Yeah. And... That, that is a pet peeve of mine though. When I see artists just straight up mimicking someone else, like oh, trying God. to build a career off of the back of someone else's thing. Yeah, I know. It happens, <laughs> you know, it's inevitable. Like when, whenever someone gets big, someone else is going to be like, Ooh, yeah. that's cool. I'm going to do that. I like, mean, no I get... somebody else is already doing that. You don't need to do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, they're like, no, they're, they're doing well at it. So I could probably do well at it too. Right. If I, if I, if I can be them. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. If, when they're starting out, they kind of rip you off and, oh, yeah, and then they sure. develop their own thing. Cause I've seen that yeah. happen before. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're doing that in private, that's fine. But if you're a professional artist it, showing yeah. work in a gallery and your stuff looks exactly like another professional artist who's showing work at a gallery, and that's not cool. Why would you want to be, why, I mean, why would you, how, how could you be okay with being I, I compared with that too? Cause I, it's like really e everyone, know. you know, is it probably always saying, oh, it looks like this. It looks yeah. like, you know, and it's like, doesn't that bother you? You think? I, I actually <laughs> I actually confronted a person once who had that kind of thing going on where, like, I, I you know, called them out. Like, I, I didn't do it in, you know, like a, a grand fashion in front of a, a bunch of people. I wasn't like, hey, everyone, this guy is an imposter. You know, was I, he ripping I, you quietly, off or like, was it ri ripping somebody else off? He was ripping somebody else off. Okay. But I just kind of, you know, quietly, like, you know, when he was by himself, went over and talked to him. I was like, you know, man, like your, your stuff is cool, but I mean, it, it, it looks a lot like this other artist stuff, like, like too much like mm. this other artist stuff, you know? And, and I was How did like, that go over? <laughs> I was like, doesn't that, doesn't that bother you? And he's like, he's like, no, I don't care. Like, I'm, I, I have to. I have to make a living. I have to feed my family. Oh, like, wow. What a oh, dick. What? I was, like, I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, I told you know, I was Alice. expecting him to be like, oh, shit, really? <laughs> but now he was like, yeah, I don't care. Like, whatever. I, I got to do what I got to do. Was he younger? Feed my family. Uh, ish. Yeah, like. Um, Old enough to know better, though. At the time, I want to say, like, you know, somewhere between 
25 and 40. I can't say for <laughs> sure, but, but yeah, I mean, he wasn't like an older. Wow. That's fucked up. I That's agree. Up. And he continued to do that. Like he continued to just like, you know, use this other person's style. But fortunately the person who he was borrowing heavily from, <laughs> Uh, evolved and and their stuff looks way different now. Oh, and this wow. other person is still just on that person's old style. Wow. So yeah. So the person that he had been ripping off, their stuff doesn't even look like that anymore. And that person just kind of got stuck on that one phase of that artist's work. I know. Yeah, that's that's a huge pet peeve of mine. Like yeah. when you look at stuff, you're like, oh, that's so and so. And then you read the tag, and you're like, oh wait, how is that not so and so? Yeah. Yeah. That's why you got to try and make your stuff hard to copy. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, and then you just have the the pain of seeing someone like doing a bad job of trying to reproduce your You know, style. you know the thing the I found that the stuff that is like kind of bad, I don't mind yeah. as much, but it's I, when okay, they but it's when they're p- pretty good. And ripping right. you off and then right. selling for like way less than you are. It's just a, uh, it's just like, this is not. Cool. Yeah. This is not cool. Yeah. But, you know. I feel that. <laughs> I know in the tattoo industry, it's, it's, I mean, it's really frowned upon to, to rip off other tattoo artists, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but you know, just like in, in every art world, there's unscrupulous people it seems like in the tattoo world though it's really looked down upon like people get oh, yeah. pissed if you yeah, wrap off another but... like or another tattoo design or yeah uh which is funny because you know also in the tattoo world you everybody's, know, are... everybody's copying paintings you right. tattoo, that's what i always was like wait a minute right there are <laughs> there are classic designs that people have been reproducing for centuries you know like there are images that have just been like going around for like hundreds of years yeah right (laughs) um and that's not frowned upon and i I, kind of see that you know like you take a a classic tattoo motif and you know it's it's classic for a reason and it it, there's kind of like a an unspoken rule around that stuff like you know if it's an old classic design and it's pretty obvious that you're you know reproducing the same old classic design that's been reproduced a bajillion times like that's okay but if it's you know obviously uh, a modern custom design that was made specifically for one client and then you see someone rip that off that's a very different thing yeah 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 because with the classic old designs like a lot of that stuff um you know, it was tattoo flash anyway. And for anybody listening who doesn't know what that means, that's just the designs that hang up in the tattoo shop that you can pick from. So like those designs were meant to be reproduced multiple times. That's part of the tradition, you know? Yeah. So that's fine. Like if you're just reproducing flash images, cool. Like that's what it's for. Um, But yeah, like when, when you would come across, you know, someone reproducing like a, a very obvious, like modern custom design that someone had made specifically for somebody that's, that's a bummer. And that's where like it, it changes. And there've actually been some like lawsuits around that stuff too. Like oh, where, really? you know, yeah. Like someone, um, you know, reproduced someone's custom image, you know, more or less line for line. 
and uh, they were sued and they lost. Damn! Wow. Uh, I mean, I don't think that happens very often. Yeah, but, it's probably but, just to make yeah. a point more than anything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I get. I mean, I my stuff gets tattooed a lot. My paintings yeah. and and, yeah. and it's I'm cool with it. You know, it's like you know, it's it's very, uh, you know, it's an honor for sure. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. You yeah, know? but when it's um, done well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but on the other hand, it's, it's like I, well. I, I I think. Okay, you know, you're complaining that someone rips your style off, and then you just tattooed one of my paintings. Right. You know, and it's like. Yeah without asking you you know well not most of the time sometimes people ask me and it's always you know of course when people ask me it's it's more of a formality but it's just like uh, good manners really yeah. you know yeah. but but i have i have this idea that i think the tattoo artists that are using work of artists to support the artist they should either buy a print of the thing they're tattooing to support that artist as a way of yep. like a kickback yep or throw like 20 bucks on top of the tattoo to you know like a like a so that you're paying the, the person that kind you, of like licensing the image a little yeah and like an unof, like an in an unofficial you yeah, know yeah. an unofficial act of goodwill i think something right. like that would be cool but i even i think i think if they just bought you know bought something from the artist is probably you know a good morally so good nice faith. thing to do yeah good faith kind yeah, of thing to definitely. do i agree with that and i i suspect that you know most of the the, the better artists that are, you know, worth their salt probably do. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Yeah. De- oh, yeah. So yeah, the, the really good, yeah. The really good ones seem to like collect originals, which is amazing. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like I've tattoo I've all the ones you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you spent $3,000 on a painting tattoo away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely got a, a couple of collectors who are tattooers and I'm very grateful. Yeah. Yeah. So do you get a, are, do you see a lot of tattoos of your work? Uh, some, not a lot. Um, and it's because I'm coming from the background of being a tattooer for so long. So, if it's done poorly, it just, it hurts my soul. Yeah, I bet. You know, Have especially you... when I was still tattooing, like yeah. when I would see it. And sometimes people would send me photos, you know, they were all very proud that they had gotten it. They're like, hey, look at this. I got this tattoo of your cool image. And I'd see it and I'd be like, oh, <laughs> That's great. And, you know, meanwhile, I'm looking at it and it looks like crap. And I'm like, man, if, if you just spend a little bit of money to fly here and get the tattoo. Exactly. It's like, that's a little bit of a gray area, too, since you're a painter and a tattoo artist. It's like, yeah. you know, yeah. it should be coming to me to do the tattoo. Right. You know, like, like I'm flattered that you like that image so much, but you got a, a, a substandard version of it. <laughs> I guess it's a financial thing, though. It's it's yeah. You know, fair people enough. don't have the money; they don't have the money. So fair enough. Um, but so I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, That's exactly. That's somebody else's problem. <laughs> so, uh, what was your? I mean, how old were you when you started tattooing? I mean, what was your career trajectory? Trajectory? Did you kind of uh, like go to? Did you go to art college or art school no, or anything like no, that? I, I never went to art school. I'm self taught. Um, the tattooing thing. Uh, I, I think it surprises a lot of people when they hear my story. Um, You're kind of a self-taught tattoo artist too, right? 
Yes. Which is, <laughs> which is frowned upon in the industry, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, after being a tattooer for so long, you know, I also frowned upon people that were <laughs> self <laughs> But um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the kind of the earlier you got into it, um, it it's a little less frowned upon. Right. Um, I, I, I'm probably just making excuses for myself, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, um, the, the key point to my getting started was that both getting tattooed and tattooing were both out of peer pressure. Um, yeah. I had a lot of friends who were getting tattooed, you know, pretty early, like, uh, a few of them like before they were old enough to legally get tattooed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once, once everyone was old enough to legally go to shops, like I would, I would go along when my friends would get tattooed. So I'd be at the shop hanging out while they were getting tattooed and talking to you know some of the other artists and, you know, occasionally talking with the artist that was actually tattooing my friends. And, you know, after going to a, a couple of the shops, uh, a fair amount of times like I would start developing a rapport with some of the, the folks at the shop and so you know it would come out that uh, I, I was also an artist um, and so they'd be like oh cool let's you know see what you do and I would show them samples of my stuff which you know at the time was garbage because I was probably 18 <laughs> but you know it's that syndrome of you know being the the dude who was, you know, the the artist in your high school class, right? You know, that thinking, you know, you're the shit because everyone's like, oh man, you're such a good artist. Yeah. So you start <laughs> buying the the hype, and you're like, oh, I'm a good artist. <laughs> and so, you know, I would talk with these tattooers, and they would want to see my stuff. And because it wasn't, you know, typical tattoo stuff, and it was a little, sorry to use the word fantastic, <laughs> uh, you know, or like fantasy. I uh-huh. guess it's just the, the easier way. Yeah. Uh, they were kind of into it because it wasn't stuff that they had typically been seeing, you know, being tattooers. And so they're like, wow, this is you know pretty cool. And they were like, oh, you know, have you ever thought about being a tattooer? And I was like, no, I never have. And they're like, you know, I mean, you're, you're pretty good. You, you could maybe be a, a good tattooer. And it just wasn't a thing that interested me at the time. Um, and I didn't even have any tattoos. I, I think it was a while going to shops with my friends before I actually finally caved and was like, well, fuck, if I'm going to be here all the time, I should probably get one of them, you know? So like after developing relationships with the tattooers, I eventually started getting tattooed and would, you know, continue to talk more with them about it. And, uh, you know, there were some instances where I would draw designs for my friends that would then get them tattooed. Mm -hmm. Um, and so eventually a lot of my friends convinced me to cut out the middleman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, you know, you're, you're, you're drawing all these things for us anyway. Why don't you just right. tattoo it? And I was like, well, cause I don't want to, <laughs> that's not my thing. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, but you'd be so good at it. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, but you'd be so good at it. <laughs> so eventually after hearing that for a few years, I caved and, bought some equipment, didn't really tell anyone that I had done it and just started tattooing myself and like punk rockers (laughs) and, uh, just trying to, 
developed the the skill of tattooing, which, you know, let let me tell you, is probably the most difficult medium I've ever worked uh, in. Yeah, that was my impression because I tried it a few times. Because yeah, I had the same peer pressure when I started going to tattoo shows, and I was already established as an artist, and I would go yep. to tattoo shows and sell my stuff there. And I had everybody like big name people because I yeah. knew like, you know. Uh, uh, Sean Barber and Paul yeah. Booth and you yep. know Tommy Lee Wentner, all these guys. Yep. Um, all of them were like kind of, te- you know, telling me I should tattoo, and it's like I almost did it. I bought the equipment. Oh shit! Yeah, I did about like, you know, I did tattoos with you know some tattoo artist friends of mine. Like here, you do a little bit. Yeah. So I I did it enough to know it's really fucking hard, and yes, it was it so. Is not natural feeling to me that I couldn't bring myself to, to commit. Cause I knew it was like, it was going to take, it was going to take some time to get any good at it. Oh yeah. And I couldn't afford the time and I didn't have, I felt like my passion was already in what I was doing. It's like, I love when you, when you tried tattooing, uh, let me see. Not, you know, maybe, uh, 11 years ago. Okay. Yeah. 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 So well, not... that that's part of it too. I think like I was young enough um, when I first started, you know, I, I, I was right. Yeah. In, in my late teens, early twenties yeah, when I started <laughs> um, and I had the opposite reaction, like when it was difficult, like uh, my, my reaction to that was, Oh, well, I can't let this defeat me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have to conquer it now. I started I'm too stubborn. Yeah, yeah. I started getting that kind of like fever for it. Like I wanted to do it. I started getting yeah. into it because I did it a few times and it was really cool, but very difficult. Yep. And it just, it's like, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I was almost right there. I had like, I was, I was right on the edge of doing it, and I just at the last minute I was like, you know, I just, I don't have that. It would it's it's like it would be uh, really interesting and fun to learn and a challenge and all that stuff. But it yeah. was just didn't, it was like I just didn't I was making a lot of excuses why I wasn't doing it. But the bottom right. line was that I didn't have that passion for it like I did for painting. It was yep. like I'm already I, I can't imagine anything better than what I'm doing now. And it's yeah. like and I already and I was at a point in my career, too, where it's like I can't take two years to you know stop making money and try and learn this you know there's no way there's no way i, I was like hustling constantly to just make enough money with my my uh, fine art yeah it just didn't seem possible but but like if i had that amazing you know that passion i have for painting i probably would have right. done it yeah i just couldn't do well, it i i didn't really have the passion for it but like i said i was just so damn stubborn yeah <laughs> eat me um and then you know like i i said earlier uh it it was it was a a a foot in the door to the art world yeah yeah it's you know smart obviously i mean it was yeah yeah uh who who knew at the time that it would yeah right take up so much of my life well it also Um, exploded you know you you got in at a great time i imagine yeah yeah definitely like before the the big explosion yeah um but yeah, I mean, I, I I could do a whole podcast just about you know tattooing, but I'm, sure. uh, I'm just I'm glad that it 
afforded me the opportunities that it did and that I was able to, you know, make enough money to be able to, to learn how to paint and mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, do the thing that I wanted to do. Right. It was, it was a stepping stone and I'm very grateful to tattooing. It's a 25 year stepping stone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had no idea. If, if you had told me when I started that that was going to be the case, I, I would have probably punched you in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hell no, there's no way. This is just, this is temporary. This right. is just to like get on my feet and get my art career going. <laughs> and I wasn't even painting at the time. Like I was just doing illustration stuff. Like, um, and, and it's funny that even though like I've always had that drive, like I was going to be an artist, I was going to be an artist, I was going to be an artist. Like it, it, you know, started out, you know, Oh, I can, I can draw all right. And having, like I said, everyone say, Oh, you're so good at drawing. So like, I was like, what can I do with that? So, you know, initially I'm thinking, okay, well, I'll be like a, a comic book artist. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I realized that being a comic book artist is hard as hell too, because yeah. you have to, you know, do so many images. And I realized that I'm usually good for one image, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one exactly. really well rendered image. And then beyond that, like I, I don't think I could do 32 pages of that well rendered right. image. Yeah. Um, it's a totally different and scale. like keeping the continuity is crazy like mm-hmm. i tried it like I, I i thought that was going to be the way to go so i tried doing comics and man whew, very 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 difficult oh yeah kudos to all of you comic artists out yeah there. yeah um it's it's so crazy. you know i, I thought okay I well so comic books isn't it so i guess just like you know general illustration like I, i'll just do illustrations for you know clothing companies and skateboard companies and record companies like i can do that right do logos and that kind of stuff and so i did that for a number of years and i thought that was going to be the thing while you were tattooing yeah so when i when i first started tattooing and was you know thinking that was my stepping stone to the art world at the time my idea of the art world was illustration and i thought that was going to be my thing i thought i was going to be an illustrator and just do logos and like graphic design and you know, as, as we know, graphic design was a very different thing then. It was you know, right. mostly done by hand. Cut and paste. Really people doing computers yeah. <laughs> back then. I mean, there were some, but, um, you know, this is the very, you know, late 80s, early 90s. Right, it's was just starting. Um, so that stuff was just really kind of getting big. But people, yeah, we're still doing illustration and graphic design mostly by hand. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, well, I'll do that. And I did some logo designs. I did some, you know, work for some clothing companies. I did some graphics for, you know, snowboard companies and skateboard companies and record labels. But, you know, small time stuff, you know, mm. like wasn't wasn't Sony Records. It was, right. you know, some homegrown punk rock. Yeah. Where, you know, I got like a hundred bucks to do their yeah. logo, you know, <laughs> but I was stoked. Yeah, yeah. I was doing the thing that I wanted to do. So yeah, like in those early days of tattooing, like my idea of, you know, making it as an artist was through illustration. And it wasn't until, you know, a lot of years later that I started to actually paint, um, you know, with, like I said, with all this stuff, I didn't go to school, like I'm self-taught. And so like the, 
the drawing part came fairly naturally because I had been doing it forever. And then, you know, when I would do color initially, it was usually either markers or colored pencil. Hmm. And so I eventually really refined my skills with markers and colored pencils to the point where they looked like paintings. Wow. And there came a time where people would look at my like colored pencil stuff and assume it was a painting. That's great. Uh, and so I started thinking, well, shit, I should probably learn how to actually paint. <laughs> if you could do that with colored pencils and markers, you could do it with paint, you know? Right. So um, I, I thought, okay, well, I, I should definitely learn how to do this with paint and uh, not going to school. I, I didn't know where to even start. So I would just try different things. Like I, I think the first thing that was close to painting that I attempted was pastel, hmm. um, like oil pastels. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I didn't know techniques or anything. So I would just see paintings and try to mimic what they were doing with paintings using these oil pastels. Hmm. And a lot of that, you know, ended up basically I was, finger painting with pastel yeah, right. smear the color around my fingers <laughs> to try and get smooth blends uh -huh. i didn't know how painters were doing that right. i just saw how it looked and i was like okay how do i make mine look like that yeah and so i was like oh let me try this so let's mush it around <laughs> with my finger and try and get smooth blends and i kind of got that down for a while and again you know i have people thinking that i'm i'm painting and i'm like no that's you know just pastel that i smeared around <laughs> my like, wow really because it looks like painting and so i eventually tried uh acrylic because it was inexpensive and accessible and um you know it wasn't super uh toxic mm -hmm. i could do it in my little apartment um and so again i'm trying to mimic techniques of other paintings that i'm seeing but they're painting with oil, but that's not what I'm thinking. I'm just thinking I need my painting to look like that. Right. So I'm trying with acrylic paint to make my stuff look like these paintings that are made with oil paint. Uh, and they and do. It, it took a long time to get there, but yeah, I think ultimately I kind of got there. And then, you know, once I was an all right painter, uh, I got to show some stuff and got to know some other painters. And once I started talking with other painters, they were like, Oh man, like that's acrylic. And I'm like, yeah, and right. like, that's crazy. Like, have you ever tried oil painting? And I was like, no. And they were like, man, you'd love it. You'd be so good at it. And I was like, ah, I don't know, man. Like I know how to do this. And right. it took me a long time to know how to do this. <laughs> I don't know if I want to commit to trying to learn this whole other new thing after all the years it took to learn this one. Right. And, Eventually, kind of like the, the peer pressure of tattooing, I, I would succumb to the peer pressure of oil painting. <laughs> and so I, I tried oil painting. And I remember the first time I tried it, uh, I, I didn't even finish the painting. Like, mm. I, I, don't, I don't know how far I got into it, but I, I was so frustrated by it because 
I was used to how fast oh, yeah. the pellets would dry and be able such to do layers huge, like immediately. Huge difference. And I got to the point with this first like oil painting that I tried where I was just basically like pushing the paint around and it wasn't sticking. And I was like, okay, this is bullshit. I fucking hate oil painting, (laughs) but I didn't know anything about it. You know, I just, I'd I'd gotten some oil paint on my own. Didn't ask anybody. You didn't use a medium. Wasn't using mediums. Like I was just putting the paint straight down onto a primed surface. And like I said, I was just pushing paint around. It wasn't staying where I wanted it to stay. And I got really frustrated. It's like, fuck this. (laughs) I hate oil paint and went back to my thing and, you know, kept refining my skills with acrylic. And then a few years later, you know, kind of got the bug again. I was like, you know what? I I really need to try this, give it a a real proper effort. Mm -hmm. And so like I, I talked to some artists that were friends of mine who painted with oil and got some tips and found out about liquid. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, the thing that like, makes okay. all the difference. Liquid. Yeah. And, and that was true for sure. Like, um, you know, I, I explained to them my experience and they're like, Oh no, 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 you're, <laughs> you're doing it all wrong. Like you need to do this and this, you know, with, if you use liquid as a medium, like you can probably, you know, do another layer within a couple hours. Like right. definitely, you know, by the next day for sure yeah and that still to me was like too long it was like next day i know <laughs> it's a different I way to, paint a to put more paint on this yeah. thing <laughs> um but yeah so i, I used the the liquid and i was like okay this is actually a little better and sure enough like i was able to you know paint on it again within a couple hours and i was like okay this is a little better um but what ended up happening was i i actually finished an oil painting <laughs> i was like okay well Look, I made an oil painting. Cool. But I, I just thought, you know, I, I could have made it look like this in less than half the time using acrylic. Right. So why why go through all this just for like the, you know, imagined prestige right. of painting oil paint? Because that was my whole thing. Like I thought I was a lesser painter because I wasn't using this classical right. medium that all the great painters through history have used. Right. So I, I felt obligated to learn it and like use oil painter. I wasn't a real painter. Right, right. And then eventually I just got to the point where I, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm making paintings that I, I feel are quality paintings and who fucking cares what the, the medium is. Yeah. You know, I'm getting the results that I want. People seem to like it. I'm I'm not gonna get caught up in the um I don't I don't even know what to call it my vocabulary he's leaving me right now but i guess like the prestige yeah that that's associated with oil painting i was like i don't i don't don't, i'm not worried about that i'm just worried about producing the best possible paintings i can make yeah by any means necessary right yeah well you know the 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 one thing i say about oils that that uh i find are better than acrylic like my dad was a, was a painter and an illustrator, and he always told me it's if you you know he would always bring up this guy Chuck Wren. He's like Chuck Wren paints these acrylic paintings that look exactly like oil paintings. You can you know you can do it. It can be done. It's not you know the, one's not better than the other. Um, so I never really had a. He was primarily an oil painter, but there was never I was never taught this kind of prejudice. However, I will say, glazing, glazing is where is where the difference is between acrylics or is it (laughs) well you i I glaze like crazy with acrylic well are you using uh uh glazing mediums or water 
I use glazing mediums because I know that water doesn't bond with the right. polymers. And the, no, you can do it. You can do it. But and there are also transparent paints. Right. Yeah. 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 But tons of glazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. I. I hey. Uh. You know Crayola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's acrylic. He's, I, mean, I don't know him, but I know of him. He's a big time guy. He did, doesn't use any mediums, and he glazes like crazy with water. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I know you can do it. It's just the the um, uh, glazing with oils is is a yeah. totally different trip because it's like yeah. it, it's it doesn't like you know when you mix a medium in with paint, it's like it that the mediums are kind of whitish. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the acrylic medium so when you paint it's kind of hard to see what your paint at least my experience with with uh uh, uh glazes it's kind of hard to because that's to dry so i'll have to show you some tricks one of these days okay there. okay i i believe you believe me i i mean i've seen your your work i, <laughs> I know what you're doing it, it's you know it's doesn't uh it doesn't matter to me i just i i've uh <clears throat> I, I I mean my experience with uh, uh glazing oils is just like it's just like magical. You know, yeah, it's magical. I mean you just put it on and it's it's that's how it's gonna look when it's dry. There's no you know, it doesn't darken or it doesn't change or whatever, and then you kinda like wipe it and it's it's just like you know, it's really kind of a beautiful thing. Yep. But um you know, not to say that it can't be done, it's you know, obviously you're doing it, but it's more like the the uh the experience of doing it, yeah, I, you know, I find it like easier to do it that way. It, it, it feels like that's kind of, and if and if you like to blend for a long time, you can't yep. really beat oils. Although there's these those things called uh, open acrylics. I haven't tried either. Have you tried mm-hmm. tried those? They're supposed to stay wet longer. No, I use fluid acrylics. Hmm. Uh, and I, I'm actually like golden. Or is that golden? Yeah, I use uh, golden fluid acrylics. Mm-hmm. Um, and a funny thing about that, uh, what a lot of oil painters tend to immediately point out when they talk about their dislike of painting with acrylic is how quickly it dries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my issue now. I started, um, I started with acrylic, so I know, I well, mean, I know how to paint in acrylic, but but I went back years later and it was like this is drying too fast for me. I couldn't yeah. handle it. I couldn't handle uh, it anymore. I, I understand our our. Listeners are not going to be able to see this, but I'm going to show you, and I'll, I'll explain what I'm showing you. Okay. Um, so I am able to make acrylic paint last for months. No way. Yeah. This How? little palette of acrylic paint I, I've been using for probably four weeks. Wow. So, yeah, when I'm not painting with it, uh, I cover, I, I have a little ceramic palette with, you know, pretty deep uh, segments in it. And I'll cover the little palette with a, a wet paper towel. And then I put the whole thing, the little palette and the wet paper towel in a Ziploc bag, sealed up tight, try and get all the air out of it. And that paint will still be ready to go next time I open it up. That's pretty great. Yeah. So I'm able to use the same paint for a long time. I, That's cool. I think, I think because the, the fluid acrylic, you know, uh, is more liquid, it, it will stay wet a little longer. I got to try the, those. The stuff. I got to try those. Cause honestly, I was, when I was looking at your work, I mean, I was, you know, re, I, I, you know, I've known your work for years, but 
when I was just uh, today looking or no, it was like two days ago. I was looking through looking you up online and just looking at your work and trying to find interviews and stuff, doing a little research. I was like when I found out they're acrylics, I was like, this makes me want to paint in acrylics again. Because that's how I started, you know, because yeah. makeup effects stuff was all acrylic. Back Makes then, sense. it was all, yep. all the paints were based acrylic based. So it's like yep. I was comfortable with that. And yeah. I, my first paintings were acrylics. And it's like, I know how to do this. And so then I, but then I, I, I had the same thing with the oils where it's like all my favorite painters are oil painters. So I have to learn how to do it. Yep. And I struggled. And then I finally got it. I was like, oh, this is how you do it. And it, and it had to change the way I painted though, because, you know, acrylics are just like, instant and you can dry it yeah. with a hair dryer it's amazing yep. Yep. and um then years later i was like okay i want to try uh i want to try i know what it was i want to try acrylic and then finish with oils because that's one mm -hmm. thing that's that is really cool that yep. you, can, you can paint oils on top of acrylics just yep. for like glazing and stuff is is pretty cool yeah definitely uh, so i wanted to try that just because i know brahm does that a lot mm-hmm and, I think a he, lot of oil painters do that. Yeah, fact. yeah, a lot of uh, uh, illustrators too, because acrylic, right. acrylic so fast. But you can get you kind of get the benefits of both if you, yeah, if you do it. Best of both worlds. So I tried to do it and I, and I couldn't do it. Like it, oh, it was no. like it was, it was drying too fast on my palette. Uh, it was like killing me. I was like, this is fucked up. Like, and I just it was such <laughs> a different thing for me um and then well, sub so much time learning the oil paint yeah yeah what you do. it was crazy it was crazy like, i was so things, so different i was so disappointed in myself oh I was like, man bummer but well, um, if you're I, ever interested let me know i will be happy to show you some yeah for sure no no i want to i'm i i, I want to try it like i said after seeing your stuff and seeing that it was acrylic it's, it made me want to try acrylic again go just for fun just to keep up on things and try new things yeah uh, but i i did end up uh, eventually going back and doing doing an acrylic painting. What'd and, you think? And no, I was I, I knew what I was getting into. Like I was like, okay, these dry really fast. I need to kind of change things up. And I was like, okay, this is cool. This is. I mean, it's 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 such an even. It's such an even trade off to me. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like painting with panel or canvas. To me, there's like, oh. there's ben there's such benefits. They're, they're equally, I like them both the same. It's like acrylic and oil are kind of the same way for me. It's like, I don't like the glaze. The, the, I love the oil. I like uh, the blending in oils and I like the mm -hmm. glazing in oils better. But yeah. being able to dry dry your layers five minutes after you paint them is like. And, and being able to send your painting off to the gallery a day or two. After yeah, right. <laughs> totally. Just having that control over drying time is so huge that it's like, you know, they're. To me, they're like equal benefits, you know. Gotcha. They, yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying? I just, um, I'm, I, I've learned how to paint in oil just the way you've learned how to paint in acrylic. So I stick with it because it's like I know how to do it. Yeah. That's I'm yep. comfortable there. Like, so. You struggled to to learn it. You're not gonna. Yeah. Yeah. Give up that struggle. <laughs> and I feel well, and I feel comfortable now. It's like this yeah. feels like yeah. you know how acrylics used to be for me. Right. You know. But you know, uh, it doesn't matter. It really does. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The work is what matters. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The finished product is what matters, as far as that goes. Um, it, it's uh, definitely it's interesting to me. You brought up the thing about um, canvas versus uh, like wood panels. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I I hate painting on canvas. Yeah, I know a lot, I, I of, I know a lot of artists that have told me that too. They don't like the give. Yeah. 
Like there's like uh, a that's gift. not even it. That's that's like that's the least of it. Um, oh, you paint so small too. Yep. That's part of it. Yeah, yep. yeah. All the detail I do would get lost in the texture of the canvas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a lot of times, even um, with with bigger paintings, like I'm I'm sorry, folks who love to paint on canvas, but like I'll see sometimes some really nice paintings that are done on canvas and I can see so much of the the texture of the canvas through it that it just it's distracting mm-hmm. I, I don't like the way it looks like it, it takes away from the the painting in my opinion yeah so I have like a nice flat smooth surface where all you're seeing is the effects of the paint right like that, right to me, like the the best like I'm, I'm not distracted by you know light hitting the little like, right yeah yeah taking my eye away from what I should be looking at, which is the painting itself. Uh, you know, the, um, I never had that issue because Frazetta was one of my favorite painters uh, and, yes. and he painted on canvas. And I mean, there's certain, think, there's certain you paintings you look at so thick with gesso that like you couldn't see the texture. No, so there's much? some, there's some classics that if you look up close, you could you see, see where it's like, it's almost dry brushed across. Like you can oh, see that the canvas thing. So, where I agree with you in principle, you know, it's like it it makes sense that you wouldn't want any anything other than a smooth surface to see the image purely. Right. That makes sense. Um, but like I said, it's like I, you know, Frazetta did it. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's fine. That. I, I'll shut up immediately when you make that argument. <laughs> but I, I, you know what I find with my um, oil paintings on a canvas is that if I'm doing them well, the paint is thick enough to where it obliterates the canvas. Gotcha. Except maybe where I leave the backgrounds raw and the underpainting showing through. And it's, that's kind of like kind of a cool effect. Cause it's a Frazetta thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You there kind you of go. see some of the, the underpainting showing through, but I've been doing uh, aluminum panels. Lately. Ah, most smooth. Most smooth, but also, yeah. but I mean, oh, it, it gives that little bit of uh, reflection. No, I haven't been painting. Right I haven't, I haven't painted straight on them yet. I, oh, okay. I get them gesso. Like gesso them first. Yeah, um, and it's basically the same texture as a wood panel, gotcha. but you can put them in the oven. Uh, yeah. I've got a, if I'm doing them small, I can put them in the oven and bake them, and they could be dry in 30 minutes if I'm careful and I'm painting thin enough. Nice. And um. Or I can put them in front of the space heater that's in my bathroom. I have like a heat. I make it turn it into a heater room when I need to. Or if it's really sunny out, I'll put it out in the sun. And with wood panels, you got to watch it because it works. Or even with um, uh, canvas, it works. It'll dry it. But if you're not careful, it gets too hot. Yep. It warps it. And, yep. and man, that is that is like a that just Super is a bummer. heart heart wrenching experience to go through. I remember I'm early sure. on, like, oh, I'm gonna put this this uh, uh, masonite painting in the oven. This oh. is gonna be great. And then I pull it out. And it's like, oh. <laughs> like shaped like a banana. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's no way of getting this back. Trying to, you know, trying to somehow smash it into a frame. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the aluminum, you know, it takes the heat and and uh, great. you know, and they're super archival apparently, yeah. like street science materials. So of course, yeah. That's, smooth archival yeah them up that, that sounds like the way to go yeah i just i love doing but still that's cool i love doing uh underpaintings on canvas though for some reason like i just like like because i do underpaintings i do like 
terps and like a brown color, burnt umber yeah. or something, and yeah. really watery and letting it drip. Oh, yeah. And it's that is something about I like the texture of the canvas, but uh, I can see that. I, I feel like if it were on a, a super duper smooth surface, like it would just all run off immediately. Yeah. Like yeah. Having that little bit of texture helps capture a little of the, the liquid on there. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, even when I do panels, I, I usually sand them. So there's yep. something to, you know, grab, grab on. You do the same. Yeah. I sand my panels. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I have to, I, I stopped doing ex- exclusively. I stopped doing canvas five by seven studies though. Mm. I, Why is that? Because, because of the texture issue. Oh yeah. 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 You know, yeah, you lose too much. Cause of it's, detail. cause it's, I, I totally see what you're saying because it's, it's, it stands out more on a small piece than it does like on a, on a 24 by 30 piece. You know what that. I mean? Yes. But they've got some of the, uh, they have these like fine weave portraiture canvas, which is really mm. nice. And that's got hardly any yeah weave to it, but it's more yeah. expensive. And there's a lot of fancy pants that paint on linen too, which is super. Yeah. Yeah. Fine, yeah, linen's cool. I painted on the Yeah, on I can that see before. that. But the aluminum's great because I'm always dropping my paintings and ah, yes. corners get yep. chipped and yep. bent. That's the worst. Well, that was another one of my like minor grievances with canvas is that it's it's so delicate, you know, like if, if you set it up against something wrong and you got some weird poke mark in the back of your painting yeah, now I know. leaned up against the thing. I know. Like I, I, know. I, I always joke that, you know, most of my paintings are bomb proof. Yeah. <laughs> it, if, if anything happens to it, you know, like you could vomit on one of my paintings and hose it off and then like throw it down the stairs and it would still be fine. <laughs> I like that they're lightweight though. Yeah, I could see that. That's what's yeah. cool. I, I like that they're, you know, they're easy. The The boards are just, oh, you he- could like take it off of the, the stretcher and roll it up and send it easily. Yeah. Cool I've never too. done that, but that is pretty cool. Yeah, but it depends. I I think you know it's it's a size issue too. It's it's really you know um, when you're working large, it's just it's easier to deal with. Yeah, I can see that big canvas. It's easier to get it get a big canvas, and um, yep. but you know whatever. I I I don't really care that tomato, much. Honestly. Tomato. Yes. <laughs> if it's you know if it's flat, I'll paint on it. I don't really care that Fair much. Enough. <laughs> I like your attitude. <laughs> I can deal with it. Um, I can but that paint. On, I'm going to put paint on it. That that's a that's. I mean, that's one of the things that wasn't appealing to me about tattooing was the skin thing, mm-hmm. the skin it's thing, trippy. and not being able to be by myself when I'm creating the work. Yeah, because it's like to me, art is a. I mean, I I enjoy painting with friends and stuff. That's fun too. But in general, it's a very solitary act for me. It's like I. Same. shut everything off and i can't imagine having to i'm sure some clients would just like to talk the whole time oh yeah and, and that's got to be hard to concentrate well also like when is the last time you know your canvas was wiggling around while you were trying to right. paint on it or yeah or complaining or crying stretching it a certain way yeah crying. <laughs> <laughs> or like going like that you yeah. know and uh, yeah. I mean, your your canvas has never flinched at an inopportune moment ever. <laughs> well, the, the here's the thing, though. I I understand sort of like, a, a, an earthquake. I, <laughs> I understand that because I used to do prosthetic makeups on people on actors oh, yeah. for the movie business. So I know that feeling of sit still while you're applying the yeah, like around their eyes. Like okay, okay, look up. I'm gonna glue this under your eyelid. You know, to like Julia yeah. Julia Roberts. 
yeah who doesn't want to be there and is like pissed yeah. that she has to wear the stupid prosthetic makeup yeah. and it's like i'm poking under her eye and she's not into it and she's like yep. squinting and kind of yeah. slowly moving back it's like it's not fun at all yeah. so so that was a big what well, that was one a of, taste of it yeah i got enough of a taste of it to where it's like i didn't I didn't like making people feel uncomfortable with prosthetics. I can't imagine yeah. putting needles in people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it must be a relief kind of to not have to deal with that. So much. <laughs> I, I feel like such a weight has been lifted. Really? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah, you're my 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 panels don't complain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't they don't cry, they don't bleed. I don't have to worry about you know But then again has a disease that I'm going to catch. Yeah, true. That's true. That's I mean not true. that you don't take, you know, every single precaution when you're tattooing, yeah, but yeah, still. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean you did you got out at a good time. Woohoo. Well, <laughs> a good and bad time. Yeah, yeah. But I mean could you have even Well, I guess you could have you could have I don't know. I mean, it hit the the pandemic really hit the tattoo community oh, yeah. hard. Yeah, for sure. yeah, most most of my friends who are tattooers were were shut down for several months. Yeah. Uh, and and oddly enough, like they all became professional artists during that time. Oh, really? <laughs> Selling, you know, commission paintings and yeah. prints and stuff. It's like, oh, see, now you guys know what I'm going through. <laughs> yep. Do do you uh how do you do with uh uh I mean how are you making your money? Are you is it like a commission? Uh, I'm not making much money. Um <laughs> but the the little bit that I am making is from uh commissions and now um like there have been a few galleries that are actually like showing again, which is nice. So I've had a, a couple uh paintings like at the Dark Art Emporium and mm. um that's been nice. And so, yeah, I mean, between commissions, the kind of gradual, um, like rebirth of galleries and a little bit of mural work. Like I've been scraping by, like literally scraping by, like usually, um, you know, I, I don't know until the time comes, if I'm going to be able to pay the bills. I know, but you always manage. It it has, it has been working out. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. Um, I noticed you have, uh, like alchemical symbols and, uh, Enochian stuff in there. So, I mean, are, are you, is this a casual interest or are you like into magic or, uh, occult occultism or, or is, is it secret? It, it's interesting that you brought that up. <laughs> because I'm into uh, it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and, and I'm especially impressed that you knew that it was Enochian script. But, well, uh, no, I read it in, in, in an interview. You were like, you were, okay. you were like, I'll give you a hint. It's Enochian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know, yeah, I know yeah. what Enochian uh, is because it's like I, I've you know been taking – learning magic for the last three years and, and gotcha. ceremonial magic and stuff. Gotcha. Like that. Okay. Well, um, I will, uh, try my best to not be insulting then okay. um, <laughs> because I, I think that's great, but yeah, my, my interest in it is, 
uh, more academic, I guess you could say. Oh, okay. Um, I just, I don't know why I have a, a mild fascination with like dead languages and, um, like just esoteric symbol symbols and imagery. Um, it, it, well, I mean, I guess I do know exactly why I'm interested because it's mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people will see that stuff and get a, a certain feeling from it because it it is mysterious and unknown. Mm-hmm. And for some people like that will even feel a little dangerous to them, you know, or I don't know, like if, if people get, you know, a certain vibe off of it, like I, I like that. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I'm going for more than anything. Like I, I, I just want people to feel like, I don't know, maybe a little more engaged because it's not something obvious. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they, you don't, you don't have to people have to work a little bit. You don't have to justify yourself as, 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 uh, as an artist. I mean, we, we use what we, are attracted to intuitively yeah. and that's about you know that's like yeah well and I, I put the time in to study that stuff to know it you know so like i i don't feel like i'm i'm taking it too lightly mm-hmm. but, but by the same token like i'm i'm not you know like a true believer so um like i think it's fascinating and i i, I feel that of a lot of like religion and religious mm-hmm. symbols and imagery um, like I'm fascinated by it. Like, I think it's really cool. Do I believe all the stuff that goes into that? No, no, I don't, but I still think it's fascinating and I'm really interested in it. And I think it's cool. Like I'll, I'll use, you know, Latin a lot of times, mm-hmm. uh, again, just because like, I think it's, it's cool to not just have everything handed to you. Now, there's there's a secret in there and if you mm-hmm. want to know that secret you're gonna have to figure it out right yeah yeah that's i mean it's fun it's yeah a fun and a lot of times like you know it's funny because uh you know it'll look like this really like spooky serious thing but if you can take the time to like crack my codes and like figure out you know what what i've put in there a lot of times it's just nonsense or something like a really funny message right um, have you ever seen a movie called the Wraith from the eighties? Which one? Yeah. Uh, Charlie Sheen. Yes. I wore, that was the first, like, I think it's the first real movie I worked on. I was like 15 or 16. And my friend who's like Ow. five years older than you me. Were 16? Yeah. I was like, in, I was in high what? school still. How did you get to work on a movie when you were 15 or Cause, 16? Cause I met my brother's friend went to, was going to college with, this guy who was doing movies and stuff. He was, he was, so he was like 20 or 19 or something. So he hired me, he would hire me to do little odd jobs cause I was into it and I was trying to get in the business. You know, I was doing my portfolio in high school. I knew I wanted to be in effects. That must've been the coolest thing when you were 15 or 16. Oh, it was totally cool. It was great. It was, it was, it was super fun. Um, I mean, I was just like doing molds and whatever needed to be done. I did a little bit of sculpting, but the the point being is on his helmet, they used runes. There's Uh, runes in the helmet. 
and they wrote the runes spell out eat eat embo which means okay. eat my butt out <laughs> it's like nobody that. knows that except you know the people that worked I on it. That. except for everybody that's listening right now <laughs> yeah exactly i mean it's who cares at this point but i, I thought that was that's pretty great pretty hilarious <laughs> yeah well i oh, will man. say i'll say this about magic you don't need to believe in it for it to work uh, all right and i'll leave it at that that it's right. like you're not you're not supposed to believe which okay. is a weird dichotomy but um uh it's interesting though it's like uh i don't know it's it's a trip <laughs> it's a trip i'm sure it's crazy shit the whole uh enochian thing is fucking insane man the i'm whole, sure i don't know if you read about john d and uh, you know that's like the guy that i am taking these this these uh classes on this chaos magic and ceremonial and stuff he just wrote a book like this big ass book about like the most in-depth book of john d it's called john d and the empire of angels mm. and it's really dense it's insane man it's crazy sure. it's crazy shit like i haven't even gotten all the way through it it's just like it's such a trip it's a it's a the whole thing is is really weird it's like definitely uh, i'm fascinated by all that stuff for sure I'm yeah it's super cool like i said i, I don't just like you know, slap that stuff on there out of nowhere. Like I research it and like try and like at least know a little bit about what I'm talking about before I use that stuff. And, you know, it's fascinating as shit, you know, like, like Aleister Crowley was like a super crazy, like, uh, charismatic. He was like a genius. Interesting fucking dude. Yeah. He was a genius. He was, you know, Yeah. (laughs) but he he was a, he was a, he was a character. I mean, the whole thing about him, being like the great beast and all that satanic it's like he was a he was raised fundamentalist christian and so his whole thing was like i'm gonna fuck with these people and call myself the great beast it's like he was i mean he was kind of like a perv and and a weirdo and stuff but but he but when you read his writings it's like the dude was a scholar on this stuff whether you're into it or not he was really smart you can't fucking get over on people if you're a dummy yeah (laughs) (laughs) well i mean he was he 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 was uh uh i mean he knew his shit he knew what he was talking about it's like uh i mean that's that's how he was so convincing and was able to like you know get so many people on board well he he uh smart he knew what he was talking about yeah but i don't think he was like I mean, this maybe we we differ in our opinions. It's I don't think he was smart as like a grifter and, and conning people. It was like he actually knew his shit. Like he knew what he was doing. He was the first. I, I you know, as far as this whole magic scene goes, yeah, he, he was yeah. the, he was the guy that was like, I'm gonna take all this knowledge that's been secret for you know hundreds hundreds of years, hundreds of yeah. years, and like give it to people so that they can use it for themselves. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, they, people weren't into that cause it, you know, uh, bringing it to the masses. But, um, so he's, he's, he's regarded as like a hero in that scene in, a, in yeah. that, in that way, because he was like, okay, it's like the, you know, it's like open source or open sourcing yeah. your computer code. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's like, and it was like when, uh, they, they first made like the Bible, like accessible to the average right. man, like exactly. all of the, the, the church was bummed out about that you know they were like oh man this was like the one power we had over people is that we were the only ones that controlled this magic right now everyone can have yep. it damn it <laughs> we kind of did the same thing oh yeah totally totally 
He's like, no, nah, man, like not just a few people should have this information. Everyone should have this information. Yep. So of course, like the, the few that were benefiting from that were like, no. Yeah, exactly. It was our thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, oh, what is it? The, there's a, like a, a magical credo, which is the, to will, to know. Oh, I forget the fourth one. Damn oh, it. no. It's like, now I'm going to look it up. To will, to know. I'm going to look it up. Hold on. To will, to know. Okay, that should come up. All right, well, while you're looking through that, like I, um, I have little notebooks that I've kept that, you know, contain a lot of the, the, the knowledge that I've learned and the thing that oh. I wrote at the beginning of one of these notebooks is that, um, and, and you'll, I'm sure disagree. Lots of people will, and that's <laughs> fine. That's not the, the whole point, but, um, I, I wrote nothing is sacred. Nothing is secret. All will be revealed to those who care to look. That's, that's true. That's very magical of you. <laughs> the, I, I, I found the, 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 the phrase to know, to know, to dare, to will, to keep silent. Ooh. And that's like also in the Wic, they, they use that in the Wiccan tradition as well. But it's like you're supposed to keep quiet about it. I guess probably because back then you would have got your ass burned at the stake right? if you were talking about it. But um, that was. Fight club. <laughs> but since it's all, it's all, you know, it's all basically a. a uh, it's like sort of like psychological tools being silent about it and not talking about it gives it more power because really what it's talking about with the underlying thing of all magic is that you're, it's a way of implanting an idea into your subconscious mm. and the techniques, the rituals, the meditation is, is a way of shutting your brain down so that you can, and you create a symbol, a sigil that, you know what the meaning is and then you know you create it out of letters of your phrase or whatever magic you want to do and you're able to focus on that in this meditative state to get to implant the symbol to bypass your conscious mind into your subconscious and then your subconscious will kind of work it out in your life and create it in your life is the is the theory so it's like the idea also of keeping silent gives it makes it more like special yeah, you know, it, it gives it more power. Yeah, psychologically, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's well, interesting. Back to me using symbols and imagery like that. Um, for years, I I wouldn't give up any information about it. People would ask me, and I bet it's secret. Oh, that's cool. And and I, I eventually got to the point where I had a lot of people <laughs> telling me, like. Uh, so do you, do you think you're pretty clever, like not not letting people in on your little secrets? And I'm like, yeah, I think it's cool <laughs> that I have like these secrets, and you know, I use. They're like, really? You think that's pretty pretty cool and clever? Like, uh, do, you, do you think maybe people would be interested to know that stuff, and it would maybe make them more interested in in you and maybe buying your your art? And I was like, oh, right, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Yeah, so but every, I mean, I, I kind of got to the point where I was like, all right, man, I need to let people in a little bit. I got, yeah. I'm a little too secretive about all this stuff. And... Right. There's a point where it's annoying, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I there's, I won't tell. But, but there's, but there's a point where 
you want to keep the mystery too because that's Agreed. part of it you Agreed. know so like it was it was it was it was cool for me <laughs> like i thought it was great right. i thought it was super like you know clever to to do that but yeah like when if, if it were just for me that would be awesome but here i am trying to create work for people that aren't me to live with right <laughs> maybe i should be a little bit more forthcoming with these folks well i mean so now i kind of i split the difference and yeah, i actually yeah. haven't been using as much of the that symbolism like the esoteric symbols and whatnot uh so much anymore and part of that too is because i feel like um like it, it became it became pretty popular in a lot of yeah dark art and i was mm -hmm. like okay well like I've, I've 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 done this it is apparently like caught on and a lot of people are doing it i don't need to do it anymore right yeah yeah i'm with you there when something gets popular it's like ah oh, okay i'm done yeah 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 and you know cool like you know people have kind of picked up the torch and now yeah now, right <laughs> their thing cool good yeah. for you yeah knock yourselves out I'm on to the next thing, hopefully. Right. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the the big one of the big stumbling blocks I had for this dystopia book, this book where I'm mythologizing my paintings and it turned yeah. into like a guidebook for. It's like I have to get. I'm gonna have to give up the the mystery to a certain degree a in little, order to do yeah. this. And it was like it took me a long time to decide. It's like, okay, I'm giving that up. I am giving that up, but I am gaining this other thing which is this yep. whole world so it's like yep. it's worth the trade-off to me that i have this whole world to play in yeah. and create comic books and shit whatever yep. you know to come out of that so it's like every little thing away yeah <laughs> yeah so true a little something that's true that's true that's true <laughs> but yeah letting people in a little bit i think is nice and i think they really appreciate it more than we understand yeah yeah but i mean a lot i mean it's also you know for me anyway maybe i don't know if it's like that for you but huh. a lot of the stuff i don't even know myself oh, what it yeah, means yeah, yeah. it's like it's so intuitive it's just like don't ask, it's just like bekshinsky that was like his one i think his coolest quote ever was i don't i'm not interested or i don't know what my paintings mean and i'm not interested in knowing which is like oh, the yeah. coolest fucking thing you could ever say so i, I wish that's great i know i wish i came up with that one Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, I feel that way so, so, so much, but I feel like there's so much pressure, especially these days to like, uh, to have some, you know, really deep meaning for everything. Right. And I don't always, you know, or at least I, I don't have like a, a conscious idea of what the, the deep serious meaning of everything is like a lot of times i'm just trying to make stuff that i think looks cool yeah that's that's what i'm doing every time pretty much yeah. <laughs> that 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 brings me to a, a quick story that's pretty interesting in this regard um i for I, i've gotten better over the years at, at like opening up with people and like talking a little bit more about my work and what I do, but I've, I've not historically been great about that. Mm -hmm. Um, like I, 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 for years and years, I would never let people see my work in progress. Mm. You know, I would only let people see the finished paintings. Um, and I, I didn't like to talk about my paintings. Like, you know, I, I 
just like making the stuff and like getting it out there. You look at it, you, you figure it out. Right. You decide what it means. Yeah. So the story goes, uh, and I'm, I'm sorry to my friends who are listening that have heard this story before, <laughs> but, um, so I was at a gallery opening for a group show. I was sitting, uh, in the window ledge with a, a friend of mine who was also a painter and we were talking and it was, you know, a full bustling art opening and a guy walks up and he's like, Oh, uh, are, are you an artist? And I was like, yeah. Uh, and I was like, so is this guy? And he's like, Oh, you, you guys, is, is this, is this your painting? And he points to a, a thing that's right next to us. And I look up and I'm like, no, that's, uh, an artist called Leslie Repito. And he was like, Oh, do you, do you guys have stuff in the show? And I was like, yeah, I, I have a painting right here on this wall. And I point down and I, I say, it's like the, the fourth one in it's the gray one with the red on it. And, uh, I was like, his piece is you know, over on this other wall. And I point to his and I'm like, his is the, the green one over there. And the guy gestures to me, Oh, well, come, come, uh, talk to me about your painting. And I was like, oh, it's it's right there. It's the, the fourth one in on this wall, the gray one with the red eyes. <laughs> go, go, go check it out. And he's like, no, but but like, come come talk to me a little bit about it. And I was like, it's right there, man. Just go go look at it. And he like stood there for a minute, looking a little indignant. And then, not only did he not go look at the painting, he straight up walked out. Wow. And I looked at my friend, and I was like. What? what just happened <laughs> and so that's that's the the story of a how much i didn't like to share uh-huh. and b how fucking terrible i am at marketing myself yeah. <laughs> well this is something that um you got to get over if you're yeah. if you're a full-time artist now it's I'm like getting better yeah there's just baby stepping it every day yeah <laughs> I mean, it's just there's there's no you know on the on the on the one hand, it's never been a better time to be your own marketer. You have all these opportunities like never in the history of reality. Yep. yep. Um, and true. and the you know the 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 <clears throat> the climate is people want to see how shit is made. Yeah. Everybody wants I've to see it. So much better about it. Oh, good, uh, good. To to the fact to to the point where uh, I, I've. I've actually been teaching a bit. Oh yeah. I saw that on your, your um, page. Obviously that slowed down once, uh, people couldn't be in the same room together. Right. Um, and I, I haven't yet translated that into an online yep. system yet, but, um, but yeah, like, uh, people were so interested in, the way I created paintings that I eventually thought, you know what? I don't think it would be a bad idea to just show people how I do what I do. Yeah. Um, I, I don't feel like you're, you're really going to learn what I do in a school because I'm self-taught. Like it, it came to me in weird ways that I don't think are typical of mm -hmm you know, people that, that paint with acrylic. So I thought to myself, uh, I, I'm, I'm willing to share like, you know, what I've learned through my blood, sweat and tears. And I, I had enough, you know, of my 
artist friends over the years, you know, tell me how crazy my technique is. They're like, wait, how do you do it? <laughs> wait, what? That's how you paint? Really? That doesn't make any sense. And so eventually, like, I, I thought, well, okay, if what I'm doing is really that different and unique, then I, I, I should probably share it. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I've been I've been teaching a little bit, and I, I think that's pretty cool. And I actually liked that a lot more than I expected to. Like, mm-hmm. for this dude who was so secretive about everything and didn't want to share anything and didn't want to get, spill any of the little right secrets or details, like I've I've come out of that good so much to the point where now I'm like, you know what? Yeah, like I I, I do I do want people to know. I do want people to see it. I guess you know if it's this special thing that's not common like yeah all right i'm I'm cool with letting people in now so i'll I'll post work in progress now online you know i'll I'll show entire like sequences of like a a a painting being made and i'm teaching now so I've, i've come a long way i'm learning learning to be a little bit more open i'm learning to you know give a little bit more of myself and that was always the thing that i just i i wasn't you know, like mm-hmm. I, I wanted, I wanted to be able to just make a painting, get it on a wall so people could see it, have them, you know, think whatever they were going to think about it and not have to talk about it. Right. <laughs> I would make the paintings so I didn't have to talk about them. Yeah. 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 Well, you I know, mean, that's, I'm, that's what, uh, that's why we paint, you know, that's why we right? don't write. Like, that's we're painters, communication. You know? Like yeah. you're looking at the communication. I yeah. have nothing more to say. Yeah. I said it. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Go look at what I said. Right. <laughs> um, but you're spe- sometimes you maybe you're speaking in a language they don't understand and they want yeah. to know the language a little bit better. Yeah. You know? So you can you yeah. can still talk about your work and keep it Help vague, translate a little. You know, even if you're saying uh I don't know what it means. I yeah. just you know, I really like this image for these reasons. I, I think probably that dude in in the gallery was really looking for um, just an interaction with the artist, probably. I'm sure. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm sure. And I, I was younger and younger, yeah. and in, in hindsight, you know, of course, I would have done it differently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you live and learn. But at the time, you know, it's hard to. T- I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to write an artist statement. All oh, that yeah. shit is terrible. It's You're like talking about pulling teeth. The third person is the worst. Pull, like pulling teeth, man. Yep. But you know. It's kind of the reality it's just like yeah. anything it's like the business stuff you gotta learn because yep. you gotta because yeah you gotta that's, not, that's you how know, it is it's like you gotta like, eat unless, unless you have a, a marketing team and a, yeah and a manager and i mean know, you can work you can work towards that maybe yeah but it's not like it you know i don't know anybody that has that nor do i <laughs> you know, you gotta have everyone i know that. is a, a, a one person army right of art. right but it's cool. I mean, it's at the same time. There's 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 freedom in that. Yeah, definitely. You know, you're you're, you're the boss of you. Yep, a hundred percent. For better or worse. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> when you have to get up, I I made myself get up at five forty five this morning because I had so much shit to do, and it was like I was so proud of myself that I made myself that I did it, even though I only got like six hours sleep. I was like, Yeah, that's still nighttime, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just I I I have to I have to. I have to do the morning thing. I'm I'm naturally a night person, and if I let myself go, I would be, you know, uh, all night, 
working all night all the time yeah. and it and just getting up in the afternoon it just wouldn't yeah it's not you know it wouldn't work well with my wife and yeah and you've I got would, other people relying on you yeah yeah it's it's not like i could just do if i was i'm sure if i was alone i would i would, I would be like that and might be like 300 pounds and it's <laughs> <laughs> like i eat at night too that's the worst it's the worst thing you 300 pounds have see-through skin and white hair and... yeah basically <laughs> I went and got a, I got a, I, I went and got a physical not I don't know before the before COVID so it was last year and I hadn't got one in a long time and they did my blood work and I was I was good on everything except um, vitamin D I was low on which is the uh, yeah. <laughs> just the sun <laughs> the, the one you get from the sun that's weird I went out once last week I think I'm sure. <laughs> was that last week or was that the week before I know I went out one of those days. <laughs> How could I need vitamin D? I, I got some like two weeks ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are coming up on two hours, so I should probably let you go because I know you have stuff to do. Oh, uh, yes. Um, thank you for coming on, man. That was a fun conversation. The time she flies now. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's. I mean, that's how good conversations are. They just go by in the blink of an eye do you have anything yeah. going on you want to promote like any shows coming up or, or... um I, I i currently have um a little painting that's part of a group show at the dark art emporium right now in la in long beach um great gallery the show is called uh, melancholia there are a lot of great artists uh, i just have one of my little itty bitty five by seven paintings in mm-hmm. that show um I, I i believe it has already sold so thank you very much whoever cool. bought it i greatly appreciate the support um otherwise uh i i just have a pretty good sized pile of commissions that's been backing up uh that i really need to to get through um if if any of you listening has a, a commission pending with me I have not forgotten about you. I am on it. I'm getting through them as quickly as I can. I'm there. I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. Um, I guess the the best way to to keep up and know what I'm doing is uh, Instagram. Like, I, I I don't really do much other like social media. I don't really have like much of a an online presence other than that so yeah i guess that's the best way to keep up with what i'm doing and what's your instagram oh uh, yes i forgot uh, it's, <laughs> i'll put it's it in the description ego also one. lord so ego one r-d-e-g-o and the number one okay we'll put it in the description of the podcast as well so people will nice i appreciate that yeah uh well cool man it was great meeting you finally yeah and, and likewise talking to you love your work uh I let's look... not have this be the end of it yeah, absolutely. We got. We uh, got... Oh yeah! Uh, congratulations on the second Dark Art Society show. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, that was. I didn't even go to it because COVID. Oh man, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like super paranoid because I'm older and stuff. So you should be anyway. It's yeah. Just regardless of what people may be saying. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but yeah, uh, I actually want to thank you for letting me weasel my way into the first dark art society show oh yeah the second one oh of course uh i i would have 
asked you to be in the second one if it wasn't a complete clusterfuck. I get it, man. I'm not I, 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 I totally oh, I would have, though. But it's it's just like it was it was kind of thrown together at the last minute just because everything was crazy. Everything's so, you know, we didn't even know if we were going to we were going to do it because dealing with that many artists. Oh, man, and, and I do not envy you that. Yeah, it's it's it was it's rough. But I mean, just the COVID thing, I didn't even know. We didn't know if we were if it was going to be OK to do it even. Yeah. Like, like a month yeah. before or two months before. So it was really That's last how minute. Everything is right now. You just don't know until I like know. the minute that it happens. Because like, you know, that leading up to anything that's happening the next day, you know, the, the governor of your state could be like, nope, shutting it all down. Right. Yeah. No, you it's, can't it, plan stuff now. I know. You I can know. Try, but you never know until like that last minute if it's actually going to work out. And we're we're going into this bad period too, man. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I mean, not funny. It's it's weird because you know the every you you know you you see the spikes. It's 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 hitting hard right now in the United States, and I know, you know, I have a friend who's got his. Uh, sister and brother-in-law just got it and someone else that I know knows somebody who just got it. It's like right around the same time when it's, you see it, it's like getting big. It's like you actually start knowing people that are getting it. And it's like, man, I'm it, not... it sucks that it takes that for some people I know. to understand that it's not a joke. Yeah. I just was reading an, I was just reading an article on this, uh, uh, a nurse that was talking about, uh, or it was a video they're interviewing her about these people she's treating putting tubes down their throat and just them saying i just i didn't believe it i didn't take it seriously and she was like feeling bad for them she's like she felt bad she wasn't feeling like you asshole she was like right she felt awful for them because they were like i just didn't take it seriously it's like shh, it's a hell of a way to to, to find out figure it out you know? yeah it's man up. well on that note <laughs> yeah, on that cheery note <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Dan. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> okay, everybody, don't die. Right? Really don't. Well, okay, anyway, I'm sorry. As, well, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. It was uh, great talking to you. Everybody, I appreciate it, too. It was great talking to you, too, man. Thanks. Look at your look at uh, Ego's work. And, um, yeah, so let's say goodbye to the audience. Bye, the audience. Bye, audience.